I was born at the General Hospital in Regina, Saskatchewan, on June 8, 1935, at 7.10 a.m., Central Standard Time. It wasn't pretty. According to reports from my mother, my father, and my father's older brother, Israel, I was very wrinkled, very red, somewhat misshapen, and crying bitter tears. My dad told me, many years later, that as they viewed me through the maternity ward window, his brother suggested I be given a return ticket. My dad also told me that both my mother and I almost died. I was a breech birth. I came out feet first, wanting to test the waters before wading in or out. The first weeks of my new life were not much different from the first minutes. I continued to struggle for survival as my mother, pre-La Leche League, was unable to provide me with natural nutrients, and I refused all attempts at substitutions. I was literally starving to death. My pediatrician and parents were beside themselves, bringing to my lips a variety of liquids, trying to encourage me to eat or drink. I can imagine their panic, intermingled with cooing and tears, and probably some well-intentioned stuffing, all to no avail. I was wasting away, and from lack of strength, crying with less enthusiasm. Finally, someone suggested carnation milk. I drank like there was no tomorrow, as there almost wasn't. I am eternally grateful to the carnation milk company. I have no shares and to the unknown angel who made the suggestion. To this day, seventy-five years later, I always have carnation milk in my fridge and use it instead of cream. Sometimes I just stare at the can with gratitude. My earliest memory dates from when I was about two or three. At the time, we lived at 1838 Ottawa Street, no longer there, in a side-by-side duplex which we referred to as a double house. A half block away, on the other side of the street, at 1819 Ottawa, also no longer there, lived my maternal grandparents. I was still wearing sleepers and sleeping in a bed with an adjustable side. It was probably a crib, either because I was too young to have a regular bed, or more likely because my parents were unable to afford one at the time. One sunny summer morning, I awoke from a nap and called for my mother. There was no reply. I called again and again. Still no answer. I began to panic, and when shrill screaming brought no response, I took matters into my own hands and climbed over the railing. I don't know how I accomplished this, especially since I had never done it before— I presume it was one of those moments I've heard about where extraordinary feats of strength and daring come to the fore at a time of perceived crisis. At any rate, there I was, all thirty or so pounds of me, running out the front door in my sleepers and heading to my grandparents' house. Now, in those days, sleepers had a bum flap and I realized, as I was running, that my flap was fully open and my derriere exposed for all to see. Not that there was anyone around. I was too anxious to get to my grandparents to stop and try to button it up, 
which I doubt I could have done anyway, since I had never buttoned anything before, let alone something that was behind me. So with one hand, trying unsuccessfully to hold up the flap, I guess modesty is innate, I burst through my grandparents' side door into the kitchen, where I found my mother talking to her mother. I recall yelling and screaming at her for abandoning me. Of course, I didn't use that term, but I do remember the sentiment. She never did that again, and thereafter always took me with her on frequent visits to my grandmother.